Yo, yo, yo. I'd like to welcome you to Living for a Living, episode number 51. This week's guest is an interesting one. You know me, I like to talk to random people, whether it be on the street or on the internet, making friends anywhere I can. And I met this dude on TikTok, of all places. He's a Canadian dude from Vancouver, BC, but just not the Vancouver, BC I think of. And he tells some stories about what it's like growing up in maybe the more humble side of Vancouver, which at times was a little bit reminiscent for me with Trailer Park Boys, if you've seen that series. He's also an up-and-coming artist, musical artist, and got some jams that I've been bumping the last couple of days since we started talking. We talk about a variety of topics from politics to stories about getting in trouble to growing up and what our family dynamics were like, how we came to the belief of being able to do what we want in this life. And then we also cover how he got into music and how that path has gone for him and how it's going now. We finished off with a little bit of psychedelic talk, and that's always fun. So yeah, it's a long one, but man, it's pretty jam-packed, and especially for two dudes who had never met or talked before, it went about as smoothly as possible, and I'm grateful now consider this guy a friend. Without any further ado, our guest this week, my guy, Robin Skies. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> I mean, hey, man, uh, better to be in Finland than in the States currently, so. Dude, it's of all <laughs> of all places right now, although it's slowly creeping here, but yeah. Like, this is the best place to be. Like, we, yeah. they have very minimal lockdowns. No, like, it's all just, like, uh, recommendations. You know, like, nothing's, like, required. And, yeah. Um, no, people are cool here. But I think it's kind of inevitable that the madness will just spread <laughs> everywhere eventually at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been pretty lucky because like, I, I live in BC. Okay. And out of all of the provinces in Canada, BC is the only one that never locked down. Not once. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So we, we had basically the government in March was like, hey, we recommend that restaurants, like, slow their roll. And then they started putting restrictions on the amount of people that could be in the restaurant and kind of the, the social distancing stuff. But there was never a full shutdown, like never nothing got locked down. Restaurants were like, OK, well, we should probably just go to curbside and stuff like that. And the government is just in B.C. has been so hesitant to do anything heavy handed. And somehow for the longest time, we had very low case counts. Ours are rising pretty drastically now. OK, um, just because, uh, you know, like Christmas break, people traveled out of the province and stuff like that. And uh, people's didn't really care to social distance too much once winter set in because of course it's freaking dark and cold all the time and it's depressing um but yeah even now like i don't know we're averaging like probably like three to five hundred new covid cases every few like every three days and the government's still kind of like well you know if you want to go to the local pub and get a beer with your family like go ahead like if you want to want to go out for dinner like you know just don't don't go in big groups right just like be smart wash your hands wear a mask don't be an idiot Okay, that's and that's like night. I mean, as an American, it's like as soon as you tell us like we have to do something, it's like whether people agree or not, they're like, no, I refuse, you know, and like, that's how it's been here is it's, I think, 
bars are only allowed to be open until midnight they did like a little shutdown in march i think maybe for a month or so but it was like extremely preventative like pre i think there's been like shit i don't know i know when i got here about a month and a half ago there were 500 cases in the entire year in my city and so it's all just like recommended or yeah, recommended the masks and social distancing and Finnish people like they social distance naturally. And so <laughs> um, like there's like a meme that's like, did you hear like we have to stay six or six feet apart? And they're like, yeah, you believe we have to be this close to each other now? You know, like so, um, it, it's been pretty easy. And, and when you put it into like, recommended rather than required Hmm. makes that whole like idea of working together a little easier and and I think in my opinion I'm not some psychology major but that's how I do it I completely agree with you like and it's I think it's a lot harder with the states as you said because America's got a little bit of a a little bit of an attitude problem when it comes to like being told what to do by the government for sure which makes sense right 1776 will commence again right like (laughs) (laughs) um you know i respect it too a little bit because like part of me has always had a as a like as a canadian canadians are often raised to kind of see america as like their stupid older brother yeah right right kind of like kind of like oh america you i know like i I, yeah how did i feel bad when i was like yeah where are you in the state like i knew i was (laughs) like i'm sure you were just like man fuck this guy you know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a lot of Canadians would be. You're lucky you got me because I actually really do like the states. I yeah. like, I, I love, I love America. Some of the funnest times I've ever had. Like, I went down to Seattle uh, with a, a couple of buddies, and we went to this, and we went like to a bunch of bars and stuff over like just a one night period, and we went and got hammered. And we hung out, and I was like loud and obnoxious and just <laughs> stupid. And the only people who told me to quiet down and stop being so impolite were Canadians. <laughs> that were in the city for like a Jays game, and they're like, "Hey, hey, you know, you're representing Canada, kind of bad, eh?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I was like, shut the fuck up, freedom of speech, eat my ass." Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't hit him with the "oh, sorry, oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, but no, oh, I know, I know, I shouldn't be saying so much smack about the prime minister, but you know, he's kind of a goof." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's like you said, I. I try to explain that to Europeans. We're like, listen, you got to understand the country is built on literally like, hey, fuck you. We don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like, and that's, that's like, you know, there's things that are carried over in DNA, like throughout yeah. year, you know? And so that's like in DNA for Americans now or whatever. And so it's when people can't understand, like, well, why do you, and I mean, there's also been some stuff that makes you question the government at times also yeah. but you know at the very just root cause it's like dude it's in the dna you know yeah like we were born for this like don't tell us to be anything else for sure yeah for yeah. sure you know i'm 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 a quarter finnish now and so like it's kind of cool being here and then a quarter irish so i got my irish passport or irish citizenship still working on the passport now nice um, and then a quarter Danish. And I joke like that makes me American, you know, like that, <laughs> that's like the, what it is. And so no, man, I, I, it's interesting times right now. And that's what, I mean, the way that you talk 
on TikTok, which hmm. is just like, I love the internet now at this point, because I'm like a big fan of, as you can tell, like reaching out to random people that I don't really know and yeah. trying to get something going because fuck it's social media, you know, like yeah. let's be social, social. you know, yeah. it's not a lot of people treat it as like nosy media, you know, where they're mm. just like trying to spy on people. And so like throughout all the stuff you've said of, you know, I think, you know, I've mainly seen a lot of your stuff talking about politics and I'm like, man, this guy gets it. And then come to find out, I was like, Oh, he's Canadian. No wonder. Like he, he doesn't <laughs> have this, like this emotional involvement that a lot of people who I think are, in the picture can't see the whole picture you know yeah they mean? can't they can't see the the big issue i mean and it's funny too because like you say we don't i don't have any emotional involvement canadians do have an emotional involvement because whatever happens down south ends up affecting up north true right like donald trump's presidency was really really um bad for you know like uh our like uh, uh what is it uh, aluminum i think and steel like he he added tariffs and stuff to some of our to some of our products right right um which is funny because people are like oh we need to get joe biden in because he'll be a lot nicer economically day one he axed the keystone xl pipeline alberta <laughs> and saskatchewan crap their pants they're so mad like the premiers oh, of right yeah the premiers of alberta and saskatchewan called trudeau and told him that he needs to like implement sanctions against the states like they were like, you need to tell Joe Biden he's an idiot and he needs to change this. And oh, I'm just like, I, oh, okay. I, I saw it. I saw that same like XL pipeline and like how it affected like overall like 1.6 billion in gross wages, you know. But it was from the American, and I didn't even think about because that's yeah. I went to school in North Dakota for two years, and so yeah. right in Grand Forks, so like we were right close to there, and and. I was like, oh, shit, that would affect Saskatchewan and Alberta. Like, I didn't even yeah. think about it from that side. Yeah, like, the, I think the math was, like, 60,000 Canadian jobs lost over, like, the next 10 years or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, and it's crazy, man, because, like, because um, Canadians, like, they, they have a similar issue to Americans where they, they read, like, you know, the news, and then they just assume, like, you know, orange man bad and <laughs> yes uh you know old joe okay right grandpa then, <laughs> joe baby <laughs> we like grandpa joe and then um and then this happens and they're like what huh <laughs> you know um and i've been screaming about it for a while like just kind of like hey guys you know shut up like <laughs> like it's not that simple uh but Hey, what are you going to do? I'm not American. So for sure it, it is what it is. And I mean, I've, I've kind of literally gone full circle in like the Trump presidency, <laughs> like of mm. I, my, my dad was a Trump guy, or I wouldn't say a Trump guy, but in the beginning, like voted for Trump and sure. you know, he was better um, than Hillary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and like he, he got, he's old. He's like, close to 80 kind of got fucked by Obamacare with like some of his own insurance. Like he had his own little reasons, small business owner for, yeah. for him, it made total sense. And he did a lot better in the last four years than the previous eight. But anyway, I would get in arguments with him about like, what you kind of like it. You know, this is two 2016. I'm like, you, you like him? And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, and I'm like, 
no, but how? And, and this and that. And even though if you held a gun to my head in 2016 and made me vote, I would have voted for him over Hillary. Over Hillary. Yeah. Um, but I, I was living in Portugal at the time. So it's like, I, I'm good. And, um, but now I, I kind of came full circle at one point. I was like probably a believer in like Trump saving the children you know, like he's, <laughs> he's, he's getting rid of all the pedophiles. Like I was totally down that yeah. rabbit hole for a little bit. And then as this thing ended, I was just like, dude, maybe he's not just like the stereotypical pe- like cog in the system, but he got used as a yeah. cog in the system, just like yeah. anybody in a way, you know, like, I don't know if, yeah, I don't I don't know exactly. It's like I don't think the the like obviously they didn't want him to be in, but they they made the most of his presidency in affecting people in a certain kind of way. You know? Yeah. So the thing that I find really interesting is you can tell who was actually loyal to the president in the last few days of his presidency and who was just using him to push their agenda. Ah, people like Newt Gingrich and Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Snakes. Absolute sure. snakes. They threw him under the bus. They cut him out once he stopped being a, a useful pawn or whatever. Once yeah. he stopped being, you know, helpful to the Republican Party, he was gone. Ted Cruz, loyal as hell. Ted True. Cruz is still, still to this day is defending, like still, like even though it's been a few days since he's not president, he's still out there like, yeah, you know, I stand by what I did. He wore uh, a mask to... um joe biden's inauguration that said come and take it on the side right like ted cruz is a savage and the man is actually genuinely loyal to donald trump and it's interesting to see how this is all going to play out my assumption assuming here's the thing republican party is is now fucked without donald like yeah yeah no you uh, your one video about the like the now is the chance for an independent is like totally true yeah yeah, they they have they have. Here's the thing, because he 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 activated millions of people who wouldn't have voted Republican or just wouldn't have voted in general to come underneath him. He, I think it was, uh, I, I think it was like I got the statistic from Ben Shapiro, so like you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I think it was like Donald Trump was up four points in every demographic, and he was down five points with white people. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, my buddy, my buddy who donated for Bernie yeah. in 2016 was flipped and was a Trump. I mean, me too. Like if, if Bernie, if they wouldn't have rigged it so that Hillary was in instead of Bernie, like I would have been a Bernie guy, you know, yeah. I, I don't really fuck with Bernie anymore just cause I've seen how like he's been, but yeah. um, yeah, like that's a crazy flip to go from mm-hmm. like, the socialist to trump you know like that's and no totally like ceo of golden toilets and like spending thousands of dollars on prostitutes like uh that's that's what i I, dream what yeah exactly yeah like i that's what everyone's like you know my i've been in europe pretty much a majority of the entire his entire presidency and you know, it, it like Europeans are more cultured or whatever, but like they're still getting the same kind of like 
propagandized news from hmm. the states you know like wh- however it is like they're that you know my where i am in Kuopio, finland right it's not like they have somebody that's in the u.s reporting you know so they have to still get it from some database or whatever and yeah. so it's like i'm just i've gotten so tired of talking to the like europeans like oh trump's so bad and like i'm like listen he's an idiot like my my favorite quote or that my own quote is like the best part about don is he says what he thinks and the worst part about don is he says what he thinks you know like that's uh, how it was and you know it's where where do you see like you kind of said like the assumption of where it's going and you and i don't know we kind of got off track where do you see things going right now um so with the are you talking like based on just america in general or are you talking about like uh parties specifically i because uh, i can give you both yeah i mean take however you want to however you want to take it right however there. i want to yeah, take that throw, okay. them, throw them to, kind of together if you want uh where i see things going well joe biden is not going to unify the country no just flat out the fact that he uh that he compared ted cruz and the other senator to joseph goebbels Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, he uh, during a press conference after the Capitol Hill thing, he he talked about how there were members of the Republican Party who were acting as propaganda ministers for Donald Trump and like compared Ted Cruz to Joseph Goebbels. Oh um, so no, there is no unification. That's not happening. Um, unfortunately, though, the like because here's the thing: like I think if it's going to be a two party system, you need two strong parties to be able to stop like a monolithic one party kind of thing. And the fact that the Democrats have all three branches of government and the Republicans are split scares that living crap out of me because Joe Biden, Joe Biden has carte blanche to basically do whatever the hell he wants. Yes. Um, and, and, and that means that whoever's telling him what to do has the power to do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so that that is an interesting one for me. Um, with the Republicans, they're probably going to end up being split down party lines. Donald Trump has talked about starting a Patriot Party. He's okay. he's not he's not done in politics. Uh, he's definitely not done because he's been talking about starting his own party. He still uh, there's like like unnamed unnamed sources that are talking about how he's still in conversation with like people uh, like in like uh, in Congress and Senate about trying to like move forward um, from this um although i don't know if he will be fit enough to run in 2024 to be completely candid right he's kind of an older guy he's a bit bigger um and my he's already my sen- added out to the max too yeah <laughs> man's doesn't sleep uh <laughs> he's, he's tweeting at one in the morning just freaking huffing adderall right <laughs> complete savage dude uh, the, the the amount of like just again hijacking going off on another t- the amount yeah. of like concern over his tweets is just like so wild i mean like and the fact that like the president of the u.s uses twitter to like get his message across yeah just, i i feel like america's just turned into the world's reality tv show yeah, and it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> it <is>. um, <laughs> um, however, with the Democrats, I mean, considering the fact that Antifa uh, 
attacked the Democrat National uh, Convention building in Portland the other day, like during Joe Biden's inauguration, doesn't really make me think that there's a lot of unity in the Democrat Party either, uh, especially in the more radical factions. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, I've done a pretty good job of like staying. Uh, I don't know how to exactly describe it, like ignorantly informed or, you know, like that makes it sound like I'm reading the wrong stuff, but trying to just know enough of the plot line, but without diving too deep into it. And so like the couple little things, like, I'm glad we're talking because like, I didn't even know about the Portland thing. I mean, the, the crazy thing for me, just as now I view myself almost as an outsider. Sure. Is like, the both sides or both extremes or whatever you want to call it literally say the same thing just in a different little way you know like um for take the capital storming thing for example is like you know the the left viewed it as like it's a threat to democracy because you know they're attacking the capital building and this and that and the reason that the so-called storming happened was they were feeling like there was a threat to democracy democracy yes it's like dude it's the i saw something on i know i'm getting all my information off tiktok which is that's how i got to you which is kind of good you know there's a lot more (laughs) legitimate information on tiktok and twitter if you can cipher through it then yeah and find proper sources for it from an outside perspective yeah exactly then cnn and fought you know like that type of stuff but like there's almost like this like double fish hook of like both extremes almost touch each other it's just Mm. in this weird way i just i really that's my hope man because like i really really hope that the the two groups in america that and i'm not talking about like the fringe extremists who are like racist or or crazy or you know like like people who like want to eat the rich or whatever (laughs) like like the two crazy sides of the spectrum but like maga you know make america great again types right red hat wearing dudes who like going to frat parties and um you know the the liberal social kind of democrat person who you know, wants the same thing as the other guys. They just want to get to it in a different way, right? They all want prosperity. They all want a working democratic system. They all want their elected officials to work for them. They all want the corruption out of the way. Both of them wanted larger stimulus packages, right? Like, right. They all wanted the same thing. They just can't get to the conclusion the same way and that's where the the established politicians come in and cause the division because then you got nancy pelosi or chuck schumer or mitch mcconnell or newt gingrich you know talking to their base like oh we would be able to get this for you but those dinky democrats are those stupid republicans and then they go and they fight each other and they blame each other and meanwhile the elite are sitting at the top siphoning all the money from the bottom and fucking over the american people which then leads to thousands of people storming the capital with a fucking guillotine um right or like they had a a noose or something like as like a prop to get the point across and this is why cnn and um and the democratic national convention and republicans went into overdrive trying to paint those people as just purely like conspiracy theory terrorists that were whipped up by donald trump and all those poor senators did you okay this is telling for me so let me go off for two seconds. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Go. 
this is telling for me. So during that week after, if you watched all of the news, everything was from the perspective of the Congress people and the senators. And it was completely from the perspective of we were scared. Think about how bad that was for us. Look at how, oh my God, this was terrifying. CNN did like a one and a half hour, two hour piece on like minute by minute breakdown of what happened a week after it happened. And it was just like, Donald Trump is evil. Those people are terrorists, the poor senators and Congress people. Why are they trying to get you to be sympathetic towards the Congress people and the senators? Why are they working so hard to get you to be sympathetic towards the government instead of sympathetic to your brothers and sisters who are down there trying to fight to get something that they think that they deserve? Exactly. Right? And, and, and at any other time, you know, like they grouped all the Congress people together. No, there's no Republican Democrat in that sense. It's just yes. all the poor Congress people. Yes. That in any other news story, it's going to be a division of yeah. those Congress, those same poor Congress people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They they tried to make you feel sympathy for them and like they were the victims in the situation because they want to make sure that there there isn't a second instance of that because for the last 150 ish years however long it's been um since like the civil war or whatever they're basically and i'm not saying by the way i'm not i'm not empathizing with the confederates at all yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you have but, to you have to like make sure <laughs> just you say that yeah phrase, I, ha- I slavery is bad <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but since that time period there really hasn't been a moment when the american people have have gotten together to fight over something like this and and there there hasn't the capitol building hasn't been stormed i think since the war of 1812 and Mm. so for the first time in a very long time people who are in the positions of power in their ivory towers pulling the strings in the american political sphere were confronted by an angry group of people who are tired and sick of all of their money and their rights and their and their ability to freely associate and do their business and whatever being stripped away from them and the one last thing that they believe that was going to protect them who was donald trump they believe that that the election was stolen from him right a hundred percent yeah i mean that's what they like and as I said, like, I haven't, haven't read every article and watched every video, but there are some, I mean, I think to, it's naive to think that any election has been 100% fair, you know, like ever, you know, I think like even in 2000, when, when Bush won in the recount or whatever, like there's been lawyers of the Republican side that were like, basically said like, we just tried a little bit harder, you know, than you yeah. know, in our own, you know, that's how it, take it how you want it. And so to think like anything's ever been completely fair in an election, like, yeah, is naive, but and there were some fishy things to me, like just hearing off the top of my head. Yeah. And so I can, I don't know if sympathize is the right word, but I can understand, like, if someone is that's their life, which I think is also a problem. If like, yes, the, who the president of the United States is your life. Like, yeah. but I, I get, if that is your life, then boy, you, like you're going to feel pretty emotional about it and pretty serious about it. Like I, I play American football over in Europe. That's what I do. And like, when I get fucked on a call by a ref, like, man, 
I heard. I, I I get a little agitated, you know, like I'm yeah. I'm normally pretty calm and collected, but if there's supposed to be defensive pass interference and I don't get it, I'm mad, you know, like and and if it would have lost me a game, then mm. like I might walk after the ref and try and ask, hey, what was you know, like so you know, I'm just trying to relate it to my own life. And so I get it, you know, it's just, a. Uh, I just, part of me wonders how, like, or if there was some like staging to it, like with the, the, yeah. the Viking fur dude, like that yeah. was like for him to become like the, the, the face picture guy. Yeah. Like yeah. the face of it was weird the way they just got in so easily i've said on i think my last solo one that i feel like this could be and you you made a good point of like to make sure it never happens again this is kind of like a not it's not a false flag because you know it did happen but like it's there's going to be some little rules some laws i think passed in order to really get this stuff you know whether like i compared it I mean, and I want to get into this too, is like from, I'm a, I'm a bit of a conspiracy or alternative guy at times. Sure. And so like I said, it's like kind of like the 2020 or 2021, I guess, 9-11, because there's going to be some thing that comes sure. about that's going to yeah. change something that maybe we won't really know, you know, or like we won't really think about, but it'll affect things as we go on. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's actually fair, right? Like, even if it wasn't even because I don't think that in the same way that I don't like, just to be clear, in the same way that I don't think that 9-11 was an inside job, right? I, I do think that the Bush administration used 9-11 for the purposes of getting more political power okay. and for instituting uh, a lot of policies that probably wouldn't have been liked if 9-11 didn't happen, right? For sure. Um, so in the and same- for the record, I'm, I mean, I, to a degree, like I would be op- opposing and say, like, I think it is an inside job as sure. a, you know, but like, we yeah, don't yeah. need to get exactly into why those things, yeah. but like, but totally is, is same way how you just said it, whether they wanted Trump to win or not, as soon as it happened, let's they say use it to our advantage, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that, that's the thing that, it, yeah, this is definitely going to end up being used to their advantage. I mean, it's unprecedented that 25,000 uh, National Guardsmen were in the Capitol on the inauguration, right? That That's weird. It's, it's more than Canada has in general. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's bigger than our actual, like, our active duty military. Yeah. <laughs> right that's, so that, that's would, a bit weird how insane is that bro you know like that when you really think like we had more in one place than yeah. i mean yeah it's uh, fucking big you know? yeah well there's there's a reason actually there's a big reason as to why we are so uh we are so dependent on the states and it's because they protect us from everybody uh we <laughs> like we don't we don't have to we don't have to have a military because if russia ever you know drop through the northern shield right to try and take some of the the land up north we could just be like oh america uh, <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> hey, uh come help and they'd be like you know freaking I mean, jets flying over that's how a lot of the world is really you know like that's where people don't and look, i'm not 
I think I would much rather we bring back the military. Like, I don't like our military spending yeah. thing at all. But when people argue that, because we could pay for universal health care if we really wanted to, and all these free education, all these things that, like, Finland has, for example. But yeah. um, we also have this, like, military that is, whether it's wanted or not, you know, that's up for debate. Like, we're everywhere for the most part. You know, I mean, you know, very generally speaking. And so when you don't have to supply all of the bases and all those things, like it makes yeah. universal health care and free education a little bit easier. You know, and yeah. granted, I think Finland, I'm finally paying taxes here now. I'm like happy to pay taxes. My it snowed a foot last night. I mean, like that we got roads clear, you know, like yeah. society works really well here, but there's also reasons for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is, I, I wish America would have that conversation in a way that was smart and nuanced like that. Like, Hey, like we could probably get these things if we traded up on these things. And if we did this and you know, how would this work? But it, it turns into like, you know, Oh, you don't want universal healthcare, then you're a fascist. And if you do want universal healthcare, you're a communist. And it, it's just, <laughs> totally no that, that's Dumb. the the problem is we're just so polar and it's so black or white and yeah you know like that's what everyone here is like well you know they always try and use the scandinavian countries as an example and it's like well no there's still capitalism there there are some differences don't get me wrong yeah but like um you know i think the highest tax bracket here pays like 40 percent or maybe 45 percent like yeah if if you're in new york now you're paying more than that in the yeah. highest tax bracket like there's there's similarities you know it's not just like people think like oh people pay 80 percent taxes here or yeah. you know it's on both sides have this like misinterpretation of what's really happening yeah and, yeah go for it like people that's the thing though but people don't take it all into consideration right like with a place like finland it's small geography totally um right people Completely are, are homogenous for the most part yeah, completely homogenous for the most part, uh, smaller population, um, right? A connection to one of the strongest, one of the strongest economic blocks, right? Like in human history, like, I don't know if they're a part of the EU. If they're not, though, they're right next to it. Yeah, no, which, they, they are. They are. We, right? Yeah, we use the euro. So bada bing, bada boom. That's also incredibly helpful, right? America is the strongest economy in the world, but America is sandwiched between Canada and Mexico. <laughs> yeah right and canada's economy is only like good because it trades with america um right like so there there's there's a lot of stuff people don't take into consideration right it's always funny because americans will on both sides like i remember watching a debate between bernie sanders and ted cruz on uh universal health care mm -hmm. back in like 2017 or something like that and i remember watching it and thinking none of this is true this is what like bernie sanders was like oh canada's got great health care oh we love canada's health care it's great and it sounded like trump anyway but like uh you know it's really That's really all good. you've been here in the last four years yeah. it's okay <laughs> yeah and and you know you know what ted cruz is saying isn't true and ted cruz is like oh it's a fucking catastrophe and like like and they're painting it in these two extremes and i'm like well i mean it's got upsides right like i don't have to think about paying for insurance and whatever and stuff like that but you know yeah I, I might have to wait a few months to see a specialist or you know oh i guess like 
you know, this or that, but also this and that. But the way that they like they parsed it was either Bernie Sanders talking about how glorious it was or Ted Cruz was talking about how awful it was. And in reality, it's mediocre. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the the idea of like shades of gray is just becoming lost because and I get it because black and white sells. Yeah. I mean, literally and metaphorically speaking, you know, like whatever the issue is whether it's race or whether it's healthcare the extremes are the ones that get people emotional yes yeah and it it, it does suck and it is funny because people will be like well what canada can do it how can they do it and it's like well we we don't we don't like our military budget is like less than one percent of our gdp <laughs> yeah right and and speaking of that this is just a random thing like and i don't know if this is true or not this was a long time ago but i was at some bar in seattle sitting next to this guy who said he was you know on tour in iraq for eight years or yeah i was pretty drunk so i can't remember the full details to be Hmm. honest and he wasn't like a soldier he was more in like logistics and almost like an accountant kind of thing and we're kind of talking candidly about this stuff. And he said, he said, you know, and I'm, I'm asking how we, how can we spend so much in this type of, and he's like, you know how much a stapler costs when they open up a new base? I'm like, no, what? He's like, $2,000. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like the, the stapler, you know, we, we get however many staplers for the base each one is written off at like two thousand, maybe one thousand. It was yeah, an absurd amount, amount for a stapler, you know. Yes. Like, and and it's like people don't get where and why it's costing that much, and then where who is more so who is then benefiting from that yeah. incredible upcharge. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know, I don't know how true the precise numbers are, but I do know that when the government gets into spending money on things there is often as an issue or a situation when the price of that thing gets inflated because they know it's a guaranteed sale Uh right and in some instances and respects it also doesn't work that way like for example with the canadian healthcare system people will be like well it must be more expensive well actually the canadian government spends uh, or sorry canadians spend less on like buying medication personally uh because the canadian government uh bargains with medical like with um with uh like the pharmaceuticals pharmaceutical companies thank you yeah yeah the canadian government are bargains with the pharmaceutical companies to get the prices lowered and then through taxpayer dollars pays for part of that lowered price aha right so it's it think of it as a union. So think of the Canadian population is like what, what are we like 34 35 million people. So all 35 million people are bargaining with pharmaceutical companies and the people who are bargaining are the government in kind of a union fashion, right? And they're saying, "Hey, you want you want this thing." And the pharmaceutical companies would be like, "Oh, fuck you. Like we're going to raise the prices." And they're like, the "Canadian government's like, fine. We'll go to this other pharmaceutical company to get a better price on it." And then all of a sudden prices come down because it is kind of a, it's a, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're actually bargaining on behalf of the Canadian people to get a lower price. And then through taxes, we, they pay for part of it. And then we pay part of it out of our pocket. So like, you know, getting, 
getting insulin doesn't cost an arm and a leg in Canada because <laughs> they go through that whole process to basically bargain on our behalf. Yeah, and we have the pharmaceuticals companies paying the governments in order to not do that. I mean, I know it's more complicated than that. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> in one sentence, but shit, man, let's. Uh, I want to know about you a little bit more. I mean, cool. I, fuck, we we. <laughs> I, I'm I'm super grateful to talk about this stuff yeah. because it's. I mean, to get someone that's candid about it that'll speak their mind, not be scared to say some shit. If I get canceled, I get canceled. It's life. Dude, I mean, I keep saying the best thing that could happen to this podcast is if I get canceled. That means I'm getting (laughs) to a level where people care enough, you know? Like, yeah, I I think I have maybe like 40 or 50 people that are like pretty stoked and like pretty consistent. And I might be over oversighting that, but like, okay. Um, I, I got to just start thinking more mindset of abundance rather than scarce. I normally say seven teams, but I'm now moving up into 40 when I, when I say that, but yeah, yeah, shit, let's just like how this way that you are, we're like free speaking, free thinking, you know, I don't know. That's kind of cliche or whatever, but like, what would you say attributes to you being you? I know that's kind of a weird question, but like, because I also know like you got the like theology background or like religious background and that kind of stuff. And I'd like to mm. touch into that at some point too. Sure. But take that one for however you want. Like what, what do you credit yourself for being you? Oh, geez, man, that is a difficult question. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm actually really proud of myself for coming up with that. I didn't, I didn't, I, that was total spur of the moment, right there. Oh, yeah, you should be proud. Uh, uh, what 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 contribute? Um, a very a very specific set of factors and instances that happened in my life over a very long period of time that gradually grew me into the authentic and candid person that I am today. So it's not one thing. It's a set of things. Um, and it, it took me a very long time to get here. And I went through very of a ton of different, what I would consider phases, I suppose you could say, and the way that I think and in the way that I, I operate and I'm still growing, obviously. Um, and how I was raised to react to those things. My mom always used to say, um, cause I would come home and I would get in trouble and, um, I would explain what happened and she would always respond with, um, well, good. I'm not raising boys. I'm raising men. And, uh, you know, it was kind of this kind of this like affirmation of like, you know, men speak their minds, men are strong, men carry their burdens, men, like I'm not raising little boys who are going to do what they're told. I'm raising men who are going to speak their fucking mind. Ooh. And um, my, my, the, the, I, it's interesting because I always used to be very upset about how I was, what, what I was born into, right? I was born into, uh, I was born into like poverty, borderline poverty. Okay. Um, right. My father is disabled. My mother is a single mom, uh, like working her best to take care of her kids. My younger brother is autistic. Right. Like, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird shit that kind of just all kind of happened, uh, when I was young that put me in a position of living in socialized housing, living in, uh, very poor environments, being surrounded by some 
not so great people. Um, and you, you know, but I was always separate from it because my mom is, uh, she's a smart, stubborn Christian lady who is too proud to ever be like white trash. Okay. So I was surrounded by a bunch of like, you know, a, a, a very, I won't, I won't say white trash because there were tons of different kinds of people, right? There were white people, there were black people, there were brown people, there were indigenous people, right? In this kind of socialized project kind of thing. And, but I was, I was in that, but I was separate from it. So I learned a lot of the things that, 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 that one would learn from that. But then I also, I also like navigated it in a way that was like actually beneficial in the long term for me. And you and you say how, what do you exactly mean by you were separate from it like as in like i i never partook in like a lot of the stuff that happened in that okay. that the housing complex gotcha. right like i would watch this stuff happen but my mom was very diligent about protecting me from that so like you know, the neighbor's kids would be like, hey, we're going to go do things. I'm like, can I go? And my mom would be like, no. like, <laughs> Right. And now the people that like wanted me to go with them, uh, I, I know a few of them. And like, yeah, they're, they're fucking meth heads. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. So you, you know were I mean? there, but you weren't involved. Yes. And okay. and like, there's a lot of stuff that like happened to me growing up that made me like jaded and very like pessimistic. And then that influenced the way that I think. Right. And I'm now I'm kind of critical in everything. But then also that I've had a lot of blessings that have happened in my life that have made me optimistic and hopeful, right? Like I, like I randomly got to go on an academic trip to Israel. Oh shit. Right. A poor kid from, from, from a housing project in British Columbia, um, got enough money to be able to go to Israel and drink, you know, expensive fine wines and five-star hotels with like people who have doctorates and talk about theology right what the fuck is that whoa <laughs> right yeah that like that's like a movie that you couldn't even sell you know yeah <laughs> like it's so it's wild it's wild to think and that's kind of how i ended up in the position that i am kind of this it's almost like you know this this furnace that takes a piece of coal and just like suffocates it and gets like a like a, a nice diamond out of it you know what i mean uh. it's a cliche but yeah but that but it's a long arduous process that got me to to where i am today and obviously i'm not i'm not like i'm i'm not the smartest guy i'm not the most well educated i'm not the quickest of wits but the one thing that i do have that i think a lot of people don't have is wisdom and resilience and those are huge and yes and from you know like i said i don't know you from anything besides tiktok which is like well, that makes this a lot of fun for me and it's like i can see through the camera that mm. like there's authentic authenticity and like you're willing to admit you don't know yeah and dude that's so rare right now you know like everyone's trying to be an expert in everything and it's like yeah. bro it's okay to not have an opinion at times yeah. And so no, it's it's just I was curious because, like I said, the the subject matter that you have gotten into that's like what appealed to me, and also, I mean, like I told you, the authenticity in general. Um, I feel like there's always a an interesting story behind it, and hmm. 
I was right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so, have, okay, this, I'm kind of making light, like you say, trailer trash in Canada. So yeah. as you said that, I just immediately think trailer park boys. It's actually accurate. Really? But yeah. they're, they're like, no, aren't they like Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia. They're yeah. like other side, but similar in. Yeah. Okay, dude. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen trailer park boys live twice. I first, really, I love trailer. Oh, park you're lucky. Park. Yeah. They, I mean, that was when I lived in North Dakota, my North Dakota roommate was always like, bro, you got to watch this. And I'm like, dude, this <laughs> show is stupid. And mm. then one joint later and I was like, <laughs> this is yeah. great, bro. You know? So, okay. Yeah. So similar. I mean, so like no guns, obviously. Cause that that's, that's not accurate. Um, okay right 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 um so but oh man so i I don't mean to like make light of yeah no go ahead i make fun of it all the time but who then in that series would you most relate to oh god uh oh fuck it's hard that's difficult Part of me wants to say like the neighbors that like are always like watching like when like when like for example like you know okay, what I mean yeah. like Ricky's daughter's driving the car and the neighbors are like <laughs> yeah 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 Cause, yeah because I mean that makes sense too if you were like yeah. there but not really involved. not really a part like, of it they were involved you know? yeah oh dude the, I've had so many funny moments happen in my life like like and some pretty sad ones, but I've had some pretty fun ones. Like where like I've come home, like my 19th birthday, my mom took me to the bar and just got me loaded. Right. It was like middle of the day. It was like a fucking Tuesday. Right. And I got home and there were cops raiding the apartment next to my house. And it was just like RCMP. And the thing was, I was growing weed at the time. So like, I thought they were raiding my house and I like walk up completely smashed. And I was like, do you have a warrant? And the guy was like, yes. I was like, interesting interesting whose house is this and he's like uh this one he pointed at the other house and i was like that's not my house and he's like yeah it, it's not your house and i was like okay and then i went inside <laughs> and i went upstairs and i just like went into my room and i checked my little plants and i was like all right they're all good and i like went and i lied down oh you and- you might be ricky the the, <laughs> the- the the uh what is it the the hash driveway that they yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god that's good <laughs> yeah i dude it was i've i and it, it's so funny too just like the amount of things like things that i think are humorous and then people will be like that's not funny at all and i'm like oh come on that's funny right like like there was um i so i got i came home one night and from a party or no sorry i came home one night from church and there was a party uh in the complex at like a house and it's like small apartments right so and there's like a hundred people so it's like overflowing and i i walk up to these two guys and um i asked them like oh who's having a party and one of them was just kind of like you know he referred to me as a as a slur for homosexual uh and told me to mind my own business and i was like he was wearing one of those eddie or not eddie barry he was wearing one of those like tap out hats but it had a bunch of bedazzles on it and stuff and i was just like man you can't call me that when you're wearing that hat you are that thing and they got up and they like you know punched me or whatever and i like went to my house and i told my mom and my mom was like well what do you do did you deserve it but one of the neighbors who was chilling outside was having a smoke this old like white dude who like was like a labor worker saw it 
And I was looking outside my window, like staring at them, like, man, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to fight them. Fuck those guys. But then I noticed this, like, this white gentleman walking from house to house to house, just like knocking on doors of people that he knew. A little quick conversation. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, there was like six or seven older guys who are like white labor dudes. And they right. walked up to this group, these two kids, and they were just like, which one of you uh, N-words, uh, you know, punched that young man? And the whole, like, just everything, the whole tone changed. Like, the whole party started to come outside. And it was these seven, like, fucking old, like, working class, just blue-collar Joes, like, like yelling, like, talking about, like, you know, getting the smoke. And, like, they're going to, like, fuck these kids up. And, like, they're, like, in each other's faces. And I'm just sitting there, like, like, like this is uncomfortable for me uh because i'm the one who got assaulted and, <laughs> and, and um and like it just like it almost like everything started to get pretty crazy and then my dad went outside because he called the police and he went outside with his phone he was like you little fuckers like i've called the cops get the hell out of here so kids dispersed and in, in like five or six minutes the rcmp showed up like like fucking eight dudes with vests on just roll up and but it calmed down but i i think about that like with with fond with like besides like the racism and the homophobic slurs but, but <laughs> I, I i look back on that with fondness because i'm like man people stood up for me that's nice Ooh, right but yeah. i told that i tell that story to people and they're just like what the fuck <laughs> that's not a positive story <laughs> yeah i mean until you said it like that that's not where my mind was going yeah. i was going more like holy shit trailer park that's terrifying is right you know like yeah. that's where i was but that is an interesting like the idea that someone will stick up for me is yeah they like they, i talked to the guy i talked to the guy afterwards and he even was like dude you made the right choice you walked away like they would have hurt you but like i couldn't let that happen in my home like i just couldn't let that happen so we're doing like i needed to deal with it and it was just it was crazy to think like oh cool like like people people will stick up for me and like my neighbors my neighbors will look out for me kind of Damn. thing yeah whoa that was a young guy too i was like 15 how how old are you now 25 25 okay like i i couldn't tell i mean because with i you know i've seen the bald and oh, yeah. the stash you know like i never i didn't know for sure and like that's interesting i'm i'm 30 and so i just to <laughs> compare numbers i guess um <laughs> Like, once you get past 25 and none of it matters no yeah and especially now like 30 everyone when you turn 30 everyone's like oh you know it's whatever like they try and make it seem like the end of the world man 30's been cool as fuck for me because i mean maybe this is the the age range of women that i can mm. go for now is like completely more wide open you know from yeah. a very uh just manly way of saying that and then there's man as as you've said all right like age experience like breeds some wisdom and by no means like do i think i got anything fucking figured out but and I'm, I'll be curious, man, I'm, I'm excited. We got to do this. Cause I'll be, hopefully we continue to talk because like, Oh yeah, dude, it'll be, it'll be cool to see. Like, I feel like you're light years ahead of where I was at 25 in terms of my thinking, like just okay. for reference, like I would have looking back now, like at 25, I would have for sure been like 
at the George Floyd protests and like, mm. like I would have a hundred percent been like, can't breathe. Like, you know, like, and not yeah. knocking anybody who did it, but like, yeah. I, it just, that's not where I'm at now. Like I kind of see it for what I think I see it as now. And, yeah. um, so no, it's, it's cool. But as you said, you've had some, some, some trailer park boy experiences that I definitely yeah. haven't had that have probably shaped some things. And I grew up like completely middle upper class. Like I wouldn't say my growing up was hard at all you know like my okay. parents made me work for some shit but like two parent sister you know like it yeah i had a good fucking upbringing you know like no lie and yeah, so nothing wrong with that either too no not at all i mean and even with that there's always some issues and there's always some things yeah. that are our own issues are always our own issues and for me my issues are way bigger than yours you know it's just how human nature and yeah our brains work but um if you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious through this, like what you said, your dad was disabled. Like what, what do you mean by that? Oh, he has multiple sclerosis. Okay. And yeah. And then that maybe, sorry, if I'm getting too, it's no, just, no, you're fine. Um, when did they separate? Like there was always a, uh, uh when I was five ish. Okay. Okay. And so, like that last story though you said your dad called the cop like this is where i'm at it's like yeah one story was mom brought me home drunk and the growing the weed which yeah so my too. dad lived in the apartment below my mom oh yeah okay yeah because he he needed a place to live um and he was living in a he was living in a communal house situation okay which was uh not great but is what he could afford right and it wasn't terrible but like some of the people there were kind of questionable human beings yeah uh, you know drugs and drinking and stuff and he wanted his own space and and we lived in like this socialized housing situation so my mom talked to the person who managed the housing block and uh got him on the top of like the waiting list because he's disabled and whatever and um they ended up moving him into the apartment that was directly below us aha so like yep. even though they were separate then you got to grow up with both of them very like right around yeah present ah yeah. damn dude i mean that like adds just another little sprinkle like a little layer of, right dude yeah. another sprinkle layer of uniqueness to the max you know like whoa okay yeah so i mean in interesting dude like just to compare contrast whatever like so my dad and mom lived together there my entire life. And then as soon as my senior year of high school football ended, my dad was like my coach growing up, all that stuff. He moved to St. Louis to run his business, a musical instrument business, which if you ever need a musical instrument, I know you're, well, I want to get into that too. Um, <laughs> I can hook you up for sure. Cool. And, um, and so like, it was never the plan to move, but he moved. And so him and my mom have been not divorced, but not together for hmm. like 10, 12 years now. Really? Yeah. So like, that's odd. And like, did they separate or was it just like he moved for business? He moved for bit like, dude, it's fucking weird. Like I used to always tell people like, yeah, my dad lives in St. Louis. Now my mom lives in Issaquah right outside of Seattle. And yeah. 
they're they kind of look at me and they'd be like well they're divorced and i'm like no not really and they look at me like oh you're cute you know you don't know or whatever <laughs> and um my mom was is the accountant for my dad's business too so like huh. constantly talking and i finally you know after i don't know maybe it was a couple years back I, i'm talking to my mom on the phone I'm like yo like because I've realized like, you know, how you view your parents' relationships affect your own relationships yes. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I finally, I've, I've never been one for much long-term type of things. Like, and then somehow my, anytime something serious, it always turns into a long distance thing, you yeah. know, which huh, you just heard what I grew up with in my growing yeah. up years. And I finally was like, mom, like, what the fuck's the deal? You know, like, are <laughs> are you guys together? Are you to, you know, like what, what, you know? And, and it was, she was like, well, I mean, I don't know, you know, like it's, we're, we're kind of at a, they're, my dad's almost 80. My mom's almost 70. And, wow. and yeah. And so like, she was like, maybe if I was younger, we would have split up, but like, I'm not looking for anything, you know, like it, it's, I'm good. You know, like I'm, I'm good with what we got going. And, and now it's, he's like getting to the point where he's going to sell the business and maybe move back. And I don't, there's, there's just some, it, it's a strange story. You know, it's a, yeah, that's why I wanted to kind of know something about yours was like, I feel yeah. I have a, a interesting. Do you have siblings? Well. Do, you, do you have siblings? I have two half brothers that are shit how old are they now 55 and 53 okay interesting and your parents they got together and then they had you presumably yes i was like the like miracle child in a way my mom would have I mean, had like, you at 40ish yeah and she had had i don't i i need to learn it but she'd had some type of cancer before me mm. and there would have been an easy surgery to really get rid of it, but then she would have been infertile and okay. she was like, no, I want a kid. And so she went through chemotherapy, went through some shit in order to do it. And then I was like the third or fourth after the, I think either I was after the second or third miscarriage. Okay. So like, my mom fucking loves me. <laughs> you know, yeah, like man. that's the, that's the, how I would just describe it, you know? And like yeah. my, my dad too, you know, don't get me wrong. Cause I, my dad doesn't have super great relationship with his other sons of how like the split with his previous wife left. Yeah. Um, and so like, I was in a way like a second chance for him to like really be a dad. Dad. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's cool. Like me and my brothers, the one it's weird. One brother lives in Washington. The other one lives in California. And mm -hmm. I'm like way closer with the one that lives in California than the one that lives like 30 minutes away from me. And so, um, we're like truly brothers, you know, like mm -hmm. I remember he's, he's pretty fucking rich at the, I mean, both of them are really wealthy at this point in their lives. They grew up super poor. And that was like their thing to do um and it's like been an interesting thing of how i view money myself because i've never like that's never been my motivation um 
but yeah my brother was like the guy when i'm like 18 19 would like get the sushi restaurant that he's a regular at to serve me beer and you know like he'll yeah. tip like a hundred percent you know like and they they didn't really want to but they knew they were getting hooked up you know so like yeah. that brother was like the homie and growing yeah. up it was a lot of fun with him and the other one like I mean shit man now that I reflect on it like the oldest brother I'd never seen a more miserable person like growing up and he was probably one of the most rich dudes I knew personally and but it was more so stemming from like the marriage and then mm. finally he got divorced from that marriage and now he's super happy and but I think like as I said I viewed money in like almost this negative way of yeah. like it it in some way it equals unhappiness and that's a that's like my 2021 I'm not a resolutions guy but that's my 2021 thing of like switching into mindset of abundance rather than mindset of scarcity yeah because I, I know really, I've been affected that's really interesting too because like I don't really like money either mm. but my dis my distaste for money doesn't come from like seeing people being rich or or and like miserable at the same time or thinking that it doesn't cause happiness. My thing for money is I never had it growing up, right? And I did just fine, <laughs> right? I'm doing I'm right. Like it's so funny. People are like, oh my god, like like you know, oh my parents they're so broke, oh they're so poor, and it's like, well, didn't you go to Hawaii like for the summer, <laughs> right? And meanwhile i was like eating... a new iphone don't you <laughs> yeah right meanwhile i was eating like tuna casserole for dinner like every day for like three days right and but now as an adult like it's like oh man i have a job and i have a little bit of money saved up and i am making a little bit of money off robin skies not much but i'm making a little bit right that's good that's all i need that's my motivation that's great like i have my needs met and i'm gonna probably move out of bc because the pacific northwest is fucking expensive um i don't know if it's bad in washington as as bad as it is here i don't think it is as bad as you but i don't i've heard bc is fucking crazy but i, dude, I mean seattle is probably just a step below if not even yeah seattle's a seattle's a slightly less expensive more fun vancouver um <laughs> that's how i explain it that's but, so weird to hear too <laughs> oh some of the some of the most fun i've ever had uh was in seattle man like just really good vibes just i just i i dig the vibes because it's like in ought it's so funny it's so funny man like in seattle the liberals are more liberal than in bc and the conservatives are more conservative it's so odd dude i went down there and i talked to people and i'm like the fuck and they'd be like oh you're from bc though right like aren't don't like canadians more liberal I'm like yeah but that's insane that's a crazy thing to say <laughs> like like i i i've are you nuts <laughs> no i i feel bad for my friends that are trying to stay in the middle that's still yeah. Seattle because like you said it's so i mean see, and it's more uh like liberal obviously yeah. but but then when you still, go east yeah. yeah you yeah you go 45 an hour east or not even you go 30 minutes east and it gets pretty conservative pretty i mean just yeah. where i'm from Issaquah is only 15 minutes east and like it gets way more 50 50 yeah another more 15 minutes it probably almost flips and yeah um 
like but hearing some of the shit that's going on like i do love see and i'm like super grateful i grew up there and like got to yeah. experience that like you know i think it's it's change <laughs> i'm old, getting old it's changing you know um but like the uh i don't know what i'd call it like just the acceptance normally of most generally speaking people was pretty cool there and being able to go 15 minutes into the city 30 minutes into the mountains you know like it's yeah. it's a cool area you know like that you yeah. can get to a lot of different places in a short amount of time but i feel bad for some of my friends now that are trying to stay in the middle and i'll get a snapchat or like an instagram story of like homeless dudes with like a bonfire on like the corner of like capitol hill like central location and yeah. sending me articles about how like maybe homeless people stealing won't become a crime or like you know i mean there's some things where you're just like dude That's this isn't nuts. this isn't what society need like the, yeah we we could we could go about it in different ways <laughs> right and that's the thing like I think it's funny being being so close to the whole American situation, but being outside of it, right? Because you're in Finland mm -hmm. and I'm in Canada. So, you know, Americans are like, we need to get rid of the police. And 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 I like we have some of that defund the police stuff up in Vancouver, but it's like incredibly small. Like nobody takes it seriously. And most normal people are like, yeah, OK, maybe we should like move funding a little bit somewhere else and like make some slight changes but yeah yeah right? maybe maybe a little better training or you know and i mean yeah. like i've been a guy that has i mean if i get a little facebook memory pop up i've been posting police brutality videos yeah, yeah. way before they were cool yeah, you me know too. like back back in the day like 2013 2012 yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I know. you know, like <laughs> that was like the most hipster, non-hipster saying ever, right there. <laughs> you know, like I've been posting police brutality videos since <laughs> you know before they were cool. And uh like, but I mean, I can remember when I was doing it back then, like the same people who were like defund the police were like telling me to shut up, basically. You know, like maybe yeah. not verbally, but like not giving it the time of day. And so yeah. Yeah, the idea of, and so I'm, I'm all for like, let's get some s different structure or different yeah. requirements. I don't different know what, strategies. Yeah, different yeah. strategy. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm not going to say I got the answers, but obviously some strategy needs to be changed. But to say like we don't need the police is yeah. like, come on now, you know, like come on, let's let's. Yeah. But that's again back to the black and white. That's the yeah. ultimate extremes of like, well, and and that's the reason why like I think a lot of Canadians like so for example you know the whole Cascadia movement right the idea of like um, BC Washington Oregon and Northern California being their own country right oh yeah a lot of a lot up. Of, uh, <laughs> okay cool uh, <laughs> a lot of people that I've talked to in like America are like oh it's a great idea Canada we could bring BC on board I talked to a lot of BCers and they're like no. Yeah. hell no okay, hell good, no yeah. <laughs> like are you are you joking like that i like being canadian being canadian rules like we don't want that um if, if i was so, like yeah if i was canadian not, too i would feel the same way i wouldn't want to like i wouldn't want to get my my stuff into that shit pot you no. know <laughs> no and it's 
it's wild to me too because it 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 doesn't make any sense to try and separate when the logical conclusion is like well just fix your issues just just fix them it's not it's not that hard just just vote in new people and like make good decisions and yeah with this whole like covid stuff like it's just proven before whoever the governor was didn't matter you know and like Mm. now it's like oh shit like you know california gavin newsom like it it matters like yeah "Yeah, motherfucker like this shit it does really you know it's it's like flip this switch in people's head that oh my god these titles and these people i mean in some little cities like the mayor is a dog bro you know like dude that's how you just i mean that's how you know you've reached a level of like life is good when yeah a dog becomes the mayor and the that's mayor. how like serious people th- are taking things yeah but, no it's it's crazy but like how i said i'm glad you brought it up is as i said i was going through some videos of thinking things to talk about and you said the the idea of splitting the u.s into like three countries dude i've been the last year or so or whatever been saying just like even if to make it easier like Hmm. make the u.s like the eu and every state is its own country or whatever yeah and then but then even within certain you might even need to divide some states like um I mean, I guess like, I guess just San Francisco, but even like California, like people don't get central California is so much different than LA and San Francisco, you know, like, and Western Washington is so much different than Eastern Washington. And yeah, I'm sure there's more places that have that similar. I mean, New York, you go New York to up North and New York, like it's way different, but yeah, the idea, like you said, is like, there's such a divide and there's such a split that given the current like media climate, I don't know if like resolve is in the future, you know, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, it could just be easier to just be like, Hey, we already have States rights and federal rights or state law, federal law, which like with like weed, for example, like makes no fucking sense at times when, you know, it'll be legal somewhere and then the feds come in and bust someone. And, you know, there's like this weird kind of hypocrisy or I don't know if that's the right word, but um, like confliction between states and federal. They're like, Hey, let's just, you know, if, if, if this state votes on whatever they vote on, whether you agree with it or not, like, then you do get the chance of leaving that state or that country or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, the, the original idea of the United States was the concept of the 13 colonies acting as independent, like their, their own independent little states, uh-huh. right? And the federal is just there as like a unifying factor to be able to detour outside problems like England reinvading or something like that right yeah. just it's a unification thing and it was never like the 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 fed was never supposed to have as much power and authority as they do currently and they were never supposed to be able to do things that they are currently doing um so yeah i mean i obviously the the more rational conclusion than breaking the americas into three different countries or four <laughs> different countries is the idea of like of the federal government just having less freaking power and authority and that the 
president wouldn't matter who ended up really being voted in right like it's because each state would be able to just make their own damn decisions um but that's not gonna happen no uh, no, no no we've we've came too far in this reality tv show that the the president just matters way too much way too much to yeah think it's great it's crazy one too guy had- is is ruling 300 plus million is just baffling yeah and it's it's insane to me that we're at the point now where the the two best choices for president is a geriatric old fuck and uh uh uh, incredibly offensive pompous businessman those are your those are your two options right it it drives me crazy just to, and like I got why couldn't you know who I wanted I wanted I wanted Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang yeah that's who I wanted I wanted yeah. those two to to run as pre, uh, president and VP whoever you know whichever one would be better in the said position I would probably put Tulsi as president and Yang as VP just because like I think Tulsi's had a lot more experience being yeah I'll, I'll be honest I don't know I don't know too much about either but I know okay. that among people that I respect their opinion regarding this matter both people normally have good things to say about both people so that's where i would agree you know um and i think they would have been great for unifying but eh, whatever it's fine hey tulsi if you can hear this uh please team up with andrew yang for 2024 run his independence and please kick joe biden out of office you could do much america could do much better than him come on dude it's i mean i mean there's the idea, I mean, it, when it becomes just anyone but Trump, anyone but blank, that's yeah. a, a scary that's a slogan. That's a precedent to set. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, it's it's crazy. No, I, 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 I got to look more into, like I said, I try and stay just knowing enough without put, because I've through the years when I first turned 18, like, that election, Ron Paul was running, and I was a big Ron Paul guy. And I fucking love Ron Paul, man. Dude, the original and, Bernie Sanders. Dude, he's so great, man. I love like, Ron Paul. And he's just stuck to his guns his yeah. entire life. And ultimately, anytime, and it's happened more or less in the last year or two. I mean, more so just because of lockdown and I have nothing else to do. But like, mm-hmm. Anytime I get too invested, I just get mad, man. Like I like, you know, just angry. And then I'm like, I have to take a step back and I'm like, one, I don't even live there. Yeah. Like, dude, chill out. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like I really and even if I did, like, I guess it does, it does matter to a degree. But then as soon as, if anything, you start giving your power to somebody else over your life Hmm. you're not gonna be able to do the like you're giving your power away i mean that's just what how i said it that's what it is yeah yeah like i'm the same way man i'm not even an american citizen at least you have a point because you're an american citizen like this sort of affects you right i think for me i've just always been jealous of america and i've always wanted to live there i'm I'm, (laughs) oh god i would be like you guys don't know how lucky you are like I, I grew up in BC and like, what are my options for moving outside of BC? It's like Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, the Atlantic provinces and the territory. Toronto, right? Toronto's cool or no? 
uh, Toronto's pretty cool, I guess, but it's also expensive, right? Okay. Okay. So like there are there are five or six cities in Canada that I think would be like I would be willing to move to, but only like three that I want to move to. Right. Right. Outside of Vancouver. So it's like Toronto, Calgary, maybe Montreal would be like my three that I would okay. want to move to. But if I were an American, it's like just without the map, it's like, where the hell do I want to go? Do I want to go to Seattle, to Portland, California, San Francisco, or LA, San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York City, Miami, freaking down um, to Austin? You can go Austin, to Texas, you know, Dallas, like, you know, yeah. uh, Colorado, yeah. right? There's just there's an endless just sea of uh, opportunities and just and 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 options and you know it's like it's like oh I don't like how liberal uh, San Francisco is I will move to a city that is more cons- I will move to Columbus Ohio <laughs> yeah and like you, know you I mean? can be like what kind of weather do I like because yeah. you have no choice like you're nope. getting I mean I guess Vancouver is like the most mild right like yeah it's still rain all year yeah still I mean yeah but everywhere else like it's snowing you know like you're cold in the winter and yeah like at least in the states you're like okay we can avoid i can go to arizona i could go to texas i could go to florida you know like yeah i can avoid what weather do i like you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's like it's like oh i do like snow so i guess but i i like snow but I also like wide open spaces and mountains, and I also like nice hot summers. Uh, ding, 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 ding. I'm going to go to Montana. Boom. There we go. For sure. Yeah. Right. Ooh, Montana is a good spot. I've, I've only just really driven. I've been arrested in Montana, actually, now that we talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, I have not done much in Montana besides driving. What did driven you do? What did you do to get arrested? I, uh, I've never told this story on here. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm glad we're an hour in in because then viewer retention's only at about 20% right now. So um, (laughs) sorry, mom, for telling this story. But um, I was when I was going to school back in North Dakota, Mm. I went to University of North Dakota and driving back during the summer. And I don't really smoke weed anymore. Uh, but as you may be able to tell by my appearance and voice, like I used to smoke a lot. And yeah. um, so North Dakota had shit weed and all of my buddies growing up, once we graduated high school, started growing weed by themselves or with their dads. And um, so basically, long story short, is I brought like two and a half ounces back with me to North Dakota and I kind of had it set up where I got a real good deal on it and I could flip one of them and have yeah. the other ounce and a half for free and nice. it was nice and nice but i stopped in where did i stop the night to sleep i stayed at a friend's house in idaho and so at night i went out and like i had them all jarred up like in the like spare tire compartment yeah. i mean like you wouldn't in my trunks full like you wouldn't have been able to find it if you were searching but I went out the night before, smoked a little chillum before I went to bed, forgot to put it back, started on my way the next day, got pulled over going like 10 over or something. Yeah. And I had my chillum still in the dash uh, glove compartment. Oh, and man. Like I went to I went. This is what's fucked up. Like my car doesn't smell. I went to hide it, you know, thinking 
I don't know what I was thinking, you know, like, yeah, just, Oh, paranoid. I can get away with this. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, and so I went to like hide it like under my seat. And so the cop like kind of saw that I was fidgeting fidget, you know? And so he, I'm pretty sure he thought I had a gun, like mm. an unlicensed gun or something. And so I essentially got bullied into getting my car searched and, um, I'm thinking, you know, I, I know the Jay-Z song, like you need a warrant for the trunk and all that kind of stuff. And I guess they don't, I don't know. And so they opened my trunk and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's still in a good spot. And then like, I'm literally it like handcuffed on, on the side of the road and I'm like, yeah, oh fuck, I didn't <laughs> put it back. And like the cop at this point, you know, like I was kind of cooperative. And so yeah. he was like, I think getting ready to be like, all right, you know, sorry. Yeah. And I just hear clink, clink of the jars smacking together. And he looks over at me and he's like, yep. I don't even really remember what he said. But so went to jail in Anaconda, Montana for, Damn. I think I it was around noon or so, or maybe 11 when I got taken in and yeah, man, that was a interest. Anaconda, Montana. I'm sure a lot of places claim this, but the two guys that I was in the cell or little holding area with said like it's like the meth capital of the world. And nice. one dude was like, or meth capital of the states. And one dude was this old guy named Doug, and I will remember this forever. And he asked me what I was in for, and I said, you know, uh, possession, and gave him the story. I play football at North Dakota. He's like, dude call your coach. Like someone will get you out of here. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it doesn't work exactly like that, you know? And, and so then I flipped the script. I said, you know, what are you in here for? And hmm. he said, I'm going to hell. And I said, okay, well that's, I, I don't need to ask any more questions then. You know, right, that's, yeah. that, that answered my question. And the other kid was like 18 or 19 with like no teeth but or like teeth but no teeth from meth use basically yeah and dude i can really like it's crazy i can remember it to this day i was probably nine years ago eight years ago he was like dude he's like when you get out of here like you got a chance like you you could do something with your life he's like me i'm fucked this kid if and he like the, he knew this kid from like his stepdad was this dude's friend i mean it's a little yeah town. He's like, this kid, if he doesn't stop using meth, he's fucked. You know, like, yeah. we're fucked. You got a chance in life. Like, go do some, like, I'm getting motivationally speak by a guy who just told me he was going to hell. You know, yeah. like, it was, uh, and that's so wild, I, dude. Dude, it was, yeah, it was crazy now that I, I like, I, I guess I think about that, but I haven't told that story in a long time. And, um, but it, the, <laughs> of all places, I mean, my, my stars aligned just in the right way of all places to get arrested for weed possession is Montana because the limit of misdemeanor to felony is 70 grams, which is yeah. like higher than any state by like 20 grams pretty much. And nice. I had two and a half ounces, which is 56. I had a little over 70. They didn't wait. They just, gave me the misdemeanor and so nice. like i was talking to the lawyer and i was like hey you know i kind of got bullied into getting the car searched and yada yada 
And he goes, well, and I think I explained to him, I think I had more than the limit or whatever. And maybe this guy was just trying to get an easy job. He was like, well, if we challenge it, they can go back and weigh it. And then they yeah. can try and charge you with a felony. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the, take the misdemeanor. Yeah. Like, we'll we'll, we'll take that for sure. And hmm. so that was my event dude that was holy shit now that i think my car was supposed to get impounded hmm. it never did i had to because my dad bailed me out at like 9 58 and the last minute you could bail me out was 10 yeah and so i'm walking down these streets of this small fucking town i have my phone find some hotel like a mile away some shit motel i stay there I walk back to the cop station in the morning to like figure out where I can get my car. My car is just sitting there in front of the cop station. I walk in, I say like, Hey, I forget what I said. They just gave me my keys Hmm. and I (laughs) kept driving to North Dakota. Crazy dude. I ended up hitting a deer and totaling my car later that day. Wow talk about like the worst 48 hours of my life That's insane yeah and uh, but then another lucky thing of i hit the deer um in the bumfuck middle of north dakota which mm. i mean that's where north dakota is in general um and there was one tow tra- and it starts thunder and light i mean at this point dude i am like i've had probably two mental breakdowns in my life this is one of them i am mm. like thinking at this point like someone's gonna hit me on the side of the road the way my luck is going and but in the middle everywhere in a hundred mile radius there's one tow truck company it's the next exit down Hmm. and so he got there in like five minutes the hotel in the one little town was totally full and i so i just asked the guy the the tow truck guy like lived at the his house was at the garage and I was like, Hey, is it cool if I just like sleep in my car here? And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. Dude brings me out some blankets and like some cookies, you know, like, dude, like it was, it was. And then I had a buddy come pick me up. I was still like four or five hours from grand forks or so maybe two, three hours. I don't know. North Dakota's big state and Mm. had a buddy come pick me up the next day. And drive me back to grand forks and then i ended up finding a car that was identical my i part of my story i didn't tell of why i think the cop was suspicious i was driving a 99 lexus gs 300 on 20 inch chrome rims so i looked like a drug dealer like i looked like a gangster and um i ended up finding the exact same car five miles away from my dad's house in st louis for cheaper than the insurance money gave us and so wow. i got another one like that that's, wow that's wild dude that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah damn i appreciate you yeah i've never fucking i haven't told that in so long and never really in like that like completeness so thank yeah. you yeah yeah no dude you're welcome i i'm very i liked that story what ended up happening with the misdemeanor did did you just get like a slap on the wrist and like let go like was there any punishment from it more or less yeah i mean ultimately it kind of fucked me over for foot i mean i wanted to transfer from foot from north dakota uh before all this happened Hmm. and it kind of like 
I guess it wasn't the actual reason that I did leave, but it like it came to be a great reason for leaving because the coach and that's another long story that's not even as good as this one so I don't want to say it but like the coach was going to screw me with it hmm. like when his when he needed it basically yeah I got so you. like and I found out that from another coach on the staff like a year later and yeah. so it it all like I've had a really, as, as I'm sure you have, as I'm sure everyone has, I've had a very like windy road of like, if this doesn't happen, I don't meet this person. If that, if I don't meet this person, I don't go there, yada, yada, yada. And like, it's gotten me to this place now where like, I'm so grateful to be. And, Mm. um, that, that instance is definitely like a, a major dot on the timeline. You know what I mean? Crazy. That's wild, dude. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it was boy. I'd I'd gotten arrested once like my junior year of high school for smoking pot. And mm. um <sighs> yeah, those those two times definitely had some those were major dots, but yeah. like ultimately, like I said, got me here. So it's it's cool to get yeah, here. Dude. I mean, that's the thing, like no matter how the road no matter how difficult the road is to get to the place that you're at, as long as you get to the place that you're at, it's kind of worth it. Yeah. And like the, you know, it's totally cliche, but it's like the, the really dark nights always lead to the most beautiful sunsets. If like yeah. you can keep that positivity yeah, amongst you and, and like believe in it that you yeah. are going to get to the, the next morning um, because like, how I even kind of got to Europe was another one of those like ex-girlfriend, like crazy in, like I said, two mental breakdowns. Sorry, I'm hogging the conversation at this point. No, dude, you're fine. Um, Like basically like a, a college girlfriend just graduated working a shitty job all came to a, a boiling point Mm -hmm. and it led me to accepting a, a contract in Portugal for like no money like literally no salary like they just pay for me to get there and I had offers in other countries for actual salary like to live and I was in just such a bad space it was like okay I can go to Portugal in a month or I'd have to wait to go six months to Germany and I was yeah. like get, get me the fuck out of here and that again do making that decision was I credit one of my greatest decisions I've made you know so yeah it's it's cool it's cool and Wild. you don't know you don't know when they're gonna happen yeah you never do right you never know when these things are gonna happen and that has kind of been like for me for like music for example that's been like yeah. a very that's been a very big motivating factor for me to continue going you know on the days where it's slow and like yeah nobody's listening nobody cares right tiktok's flop but you never know man you never know what's gonna happen i made one one tiktok video that did well musically and like all of a sudden like it kickstarted something where like i'm like oh cool like i have a consistent audience now it might not be the highest and it goes down and it goes up a little bit and it goes down but that's the thing like it's like oh cool that one moment right yeah maybe and that honestly might be i don't know i can't remember what the one that got me onto you was but 
give me a little background with the music. I've, I've, I'll be honest. I've looked, I've maybe listened to one or two songs and I, I dig them. Like I like the, what, I don't know. My, my musical jargon isn't super, but like how you kind of sampled like some weird shit, you know, like weird, like it's not lyrics, right? Sure. But like there's, all these weird, weird little pitched out like vocal bits. Yes. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like I dig that. Like, cause that's, cool. that's some creative shit to the max in order to like hear something that isn't sounding probably in the way you put it in, but like yeah. knowing like, yo, I can, I can do this it to in. it. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. like well, how, you. give me, to, how'd you, wh- how'd you start getting into music? Uh, should, hey bro do you mind let me take a piss real quick yeah, yeah dude go on go ahead go ahead i'll just sit here and i'll talk into the microphone and i'll just say random crap for the next okay, like two cool. minutes yeah yeah give yourself some samples you know for the next track i <laughs> i will um hello to the podcast uh as our friend uh goes to the washroom uh i will tell you a small story i will regale you with a small story one day uh on a dark january morning I was walking to the train station to go to school and I was on my way to the train, the sky train station when a skunk ran across the road and it saw me and I saw the skunk and the skunk saw me. And I said to the skunk, Oh, please don't spray me. Oh skunk. Oh, please don't spray. And the skunk looked at me straight in the eyes and said, Hey, oh bitch, I'm not going to spray you. What are you gay? And then it ran away. And that's the story of the skunk. hello oh man yeah that was like if i get to the point where i actually have to pee like it is yeah yeah i got a small bladder so i don't know what you're talking about i I can i can hold it like i'll do i'll do cross country or cross continent flights and just be good but when when i do i mean this is it's 9 40 for me this is my friday night so I've had like one or two beers. I think that yeah. kind of maybe was also a part of it too. But yeah. yeah, man. So okay, getting back and I hear what some story about a skunk you just <laughs> Yeah. I thought I would just like I'm like listening. I'm like, don't spray <laughs> me. I'm not gay. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> You'll have to listen back to it later. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. But yeah, um, okay. Re resetting get like what was the first how'd you get into music what was the first or the origin story of that give me episode zero uh so i never really cared about music growing up okay um my although my family was really into music my mom raised me on musicals operas weird ass stuff uh Cause that's what she was into. And my dad was into like, like twisted sister and like classic dad rock bands from like the eighties. Okay. Right. And I didn't really care much for it growing up because I was more interested in riding my bike and just vibing, but they forced me to get piano lessons and I did that and stuff like that. Um, and it's weird too because like i have a history in my family of people being like musical and artistic like my grandmother um worked in the film industry for a while doing background work and makeup and she 
produced, wrote, and directed a play about a about a movie or a, a play based on a vampire movie, like a Dracula movie from like the seventies, okay. that like went on in Vancouver for like six weeks or something like Whoa. that. And like, hold on, let me see if I can find the guy. It was based off of Frank Langella. Uh, Franklin Frank. Yeah, Frank uh, Langella Langella's like Dracula by, uh, from like 1979. And he heard about it. So he like, he's like an actor or whatever. Okay. He, he heard about it and he ended up moving to like, or he ended up coming to Vancouver to see it live. He became friends with my grandma. Like they became like fairly good friends and stuff. Right. So like I have like a history of like arts and music and stuff in my family. Okay. And uh, like my dad was in a band that almost got signed in like the 90s right in like ontario so like it's in the it's in the blood and but i i didn't care and they tried to force me into it you like you are trailer park boys holy crap it's so (laughs) cool like oh it's it's awesome (laughs) damn okay i'll take it um uh so like i i didn't really care but they forced me into it for a while and then finally in middle school i uh i I got into a so in middle school I got into a lot of trouble and I got expelled in my eighth grade uh for like like smoking weed and cigarettes and like telling the vice principal that she was a bitch to her face and stuff like that. Damn Just smoking a, weed in eighth grade? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I yeah, it was my life, man. Um so my mom was like, Hey, so you are not going to Riverside because that was the school in my town that was closest to my house. Um you're going to Terry Fox okay? And because I don't like your friends at Riverside, but people that we go to church with go to Terry Fox. So you're going to Terry Fox to make friends with the church kids. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> which one of the best decisions my mom ever made, because I like, these guys are now my best friends, like some of my best friends into adulthood. Like they've been with me this whole time, but at the school, they had this thing called rock the Fox, but it was actually like, it was just a contemporary music program. Okay. Uh, it's an award-winning program. Like uh, our music teacher won a Juno, which is like a Canadian Grammy for mm. for this program. Um, and it's birthed Juno, some, like, like Alaska Juno. Yeah, like J U N O, like a Juno Award. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they won a he won a Juno for this program. Like it's it's a it's a a renowned music program in Canada, and I had no idea what I was stepping into. Like no clue. So my friends were in it. And I was like, well, I, I, that sounds fun, I guess. So I'll do this. I got in. I started learning bass. I got roasted so hard so often because it's a bunch of like like high-minded, like A-grade musicians at this point. Like I was, I was a part of like a class that birthed. There are a few musicians that are actually like uh, relevant and notable that like came out of this and a few bands that came out of this. Like um, there's a guy named Jonah Yano. I, I say his name a bunch. I'm going to... I went to high school with this guy. I never hung out with him. He was not friends with me at all. But I, I say his name all the time because I'm so proud that he's someone who came from my town. Okay. That, like, made it. You know, Jonah Yano? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So One joke. day, I'm going to run into him. I'm going to meet him. And he's like, bro, you've been saying my name. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm like I know I'm sorry I don't mean like I'm not I'm not saying we're friends I'm just saying like I'm proud of you and I'm proud of our town like having you and I want to be on that list like I want to be one of the guys that comes from this program I want this badly 
And so, Canadians are proud of Canadians. I've yes. noticed. I've noticed that that is a thing. Yeah. I lived with a guy from Windsor, and like, anytime a Canadian guy made the NBA or NFL, like, hey, that's a Canadian guy. So, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. We're big on that, man. So he's really, really talented kid. But I was in this program. I got like roasted hard, whatever. So it forced me to to actually like try and to care. But I caught the bug, right? Because like the the final project of the year is basically like the rock school program, there's a theater associated with the school. And we would, the whole point is you basically form bands in this program, you learn sets, and then we put on a production at the end of the year, like a, like a, like a, a show. Right. And so I got to go on stage and like sing like my heart out and play bass. And like, it was a good time. And I was like, Holy crap, this is fun. I enjoy this. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was embarrassing. I've watched some tape of it from like, you know, no awful i've got my mom to take it off of youtube like there's no way um but you know that i was just that was a thing so i caught the bug um i loved music i started rapping because i wasn't confident in my singing voice okay um and then one Dude, of those we have some weird similarities i i got some bars myself back in the every day. white guy that smokes weed tries to rap over a lo-fi beat off of youtube come on always <laughs> it's, you, if, if if you didn't you really didn't smoke weed you know yeah, like. yeah. there's like lo-fi like trap beats or whatever like they exist specifically because of us exactly. uh, <laughs> um so i um this is another one of those moments. So like I, I, I did the, I, I was into the music thing and I really, really enjoyed it. And I did the rapping thing a little bit, but I never really went anywhere with it. I, I didn't learn music or anything. And I was smoking a lot of weed. And one day I went to a 420 celebration. Okay. With, cause Vancouver's got a big 420 scene, right? Um, 420 celebration with uh, a friend of mine. And I ran into another acquaintance of mine and he was like, hey, like me and my friends are going to go see Travis Scott tonight, um, like in the city. Do you want to come? And I looked at my other friend. He's like, ah, no, I don't want to. And I was like, OK, well, you know, who's coming to hang out with you? And he was like, oh, you know, uh, a few people. And I was like, do you mind if I like leave to go with them? Because that seems like fun. And I, you know, and he was like, OK, so we split and I went with this new group of guys. Never met any of them before, except for the one acquaintance. OK. And I'm talking to them and. I had a weird moment too where I was like really high and I was like sitting there and watching as one guy was having a conversation with another guy. And then we all left and I turned around to say something to the guy who was having a conversation with the other people and he wasn't there. And I was like, huh? And like, I thought I would like imagined him and I was like freaking out. Turns out he's a real person. We're friends now. Like <laughs> um, he just like left and I didn't notice. But so we end up going to, we end up going back to, our homes getting dressed getting ready we took a taxi into the city um get a couple you know a couple packs of beer we sit outside of like this alley drinking beer and we're like freestyling together right and i've never done this before they put on a beat i start going off and they were like actually like impressed they like were true genuinely... freestyling too yeah just off the top of the dome oh, i was just damn. going for uh, it yeah. yeah i i would always have to like pretend that i was free like i had maybe like 12 writtens yeah. that you know could apply to whatever beat got put on and that's i could impress that way but i could never freestyle so props to you thank you (laughs) so i did that and they were like man this guy's impressive um who is this guy and 
when we went and we saw the show and as we were leaving one of them was like oh hey like i'm i'm in like the the, the production and recording program at like nimbus which is like like a it's a recording school in vancouver that's very well known okay and i was like oh cool and he's like do you want to come into the studio and start recording and i was like okay, okay. so <laughs> i think yeah the yeah, answer is yeah sure. right yeah <laughs> yeah so we we did that and for a while i became friends with those guys and then you know over time like i realized like you know i don't have a lot in common with these guys we're not you know there's good and bad with them the recording thing was kind of up in the air it was kind of just not great good group of guys i'll never talk trash about them ever but you know there was just some friction there and okay. there was also some 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 work issues in the sense that like i had a different motivation from them and we had different ideas of what working meant and i think i took it a little more seriously than them than them gotcha. um and one day we were recording back at their place and I just did this, like this, this, this rap. And it was like, right after I became a Christian again and I didn't like it, but they loved it. And I was sitting there and it was just, I felt so like gross and like bogged down and like, I wasn't in the right situation. This is a long story, by the way. So like, yeah, hold no, on. let's, we're... let's, I already, I hogged it for a take, take the ball, bro. Cool. And so, won it. <laughs> so I, um, I, I, I left. Like I just, I had this little voice in my head that said, get the hell out of there, leave. So I did, I left, I left, I called them. I left like a bunch of messages. Cause like, I was like emotional and I was just letting it all out. Like all this pent up negative energy. I just let it out. And I regret that that wasn't right of me, but I did it. And they didn't want to work with me anymore. And I didn't want to work with them. And that was it. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be doing music anymore. So I went to Bible college instead. And in Bible college, I met a guy uh, who goes by the name of Not Clyde, really, really young, really, really smart young rap artist. And he was like, hey, well, you can rap on a few of my songs. So I did. And then he encouraged me to make my own music. So I did. And then he encouraged me to um, get like a recording software. So I did. And then I started learning it and I started making my own beats and I started producing music like Christian hip hop under a different name that okay. I will not name right now. Um, and I, why I it's embarrassing or why? Yeah, it's, well, because like, I, I like going back to it and listening to it, but like at the same time, part of me is like, I don't want other people to go listen. Okay. To it okay. It's kind of, it's a bit cringe. Well, if um, you want, I, I would be curious, send me a message with it and I'd, I'll if, send you if, a link. Okay. If yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. hundred percent. Cause I would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I started I started doing that and I started to get a small little following and I started to get, you know, little publications here and there and this, all that stuff. And I, but I just couldn't make it anywhere in it because like the Christian music sphere is just, it's weird. It's kind of gatekeepy. Right. It's, and it's not, it's like very like, like, like niche and it's very, um, it's very tight knit. So like I upset and offended another artist, which ended up kind of hurting my relationship with other artists. And it's just this weird kind of dynamic so i was like all right you know what this isn't for me i don't even really enjoy rapping anyway i feel kind of fake because like i'm a white kid from this from like what would be considered the suburbs to an american right like i grew up in a housing project but dude you're now you're j-rock yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i go from ricky to j-rock to julian i swear dude, um, i spin rhymes like a lazy susan <laughs> <laughs> So, Dude, it, I I have to. I haven't watched Trailer Park Boys in so long, but I've just watched yeah. so many that like oh, yeah. it's up there. And to be able to talk to someone that like 
gets the references you, like have like true experience and know what i'm talking about is yeah like so cool so nice. I, sorry i just every time there's been You're like good. two times where i'm like oh, i gotta say that but <laughs> i had to get that one in <laughs> nice um and yeah just to kind of like just to kind of cap it off like 2018 i was in israel i decided that i was sick of making music under this rap name and i decided robin skies was born that day uh, i made an instagram account I started working on music in Israel um, for Robin Skies. I released my first Robin Skies track, which was not very good, but a lot of people seemed to like it Okay. Uh, when I got back from Israel. And then I've just been on this journey ever since. Ah, interesting. And where does the name Robin Skies come from? My middle name is Robin. Okay. And yeah, Skies was, just sounded nice. It is dope. I, yeah. I mean, because yeah. yeah, I was wondering like when, I don't know if you want me to, but like when I saw the- My real name popped up. Yeah. Real name wants to enter the chat. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. what am I, you know, is, yeah, it's gotta be this? him, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Yeah. Robin's good choice. I like Thank that. You. It is, a, it flows and it's like believable that it's your name. Yeah. You know, so it works in like two good ways. So interesting. So, okay, I got a couple questions. First, I don't know how to go. The Israel thing. Hmm. Or actually, no, first, so give me, while you're in Israel, you said Robin Skies is born. Like, what's the setting? Like, give me the, like mindset of how it came to be and why and like you know where you were at like how how it all blossomed okay um long story short my entire life i had been stuck in bc uh-huh and then all of a sudden i was somewhere that i would never thought i'd ever be okay and when i was there i realized huh i don't need to keep doing things the way that i feel like i need to keep doing things I can do them the way that I want to and I can succeed. Because mm -hmm. if I can go from my humble upbringing to sitting, you know, next to the Sea of Galilee, staring out at the night sky, um, I, I can change my damn artist name and start making music that I actually enjoy. Uh -huh. Damn. That's like a, uh, it almost sounds like a psychedelic trip without the psychedelics. You know, yeah. like that's, that's cool, man. That's, I think so. I mean, I, man, it's part of the podcast blossoming, part of some of my other stuff blossoming. Like I've always had some weird, like subconscious or concern about what random motherfuckers thought, whether it be like a cousin or a friend from high school or whatever that like mm. kind of really kept me back from doing it and the reason i said a psychedelic experience without the psychedelics was like the first night i ever did acid like i ultimately realized like yo i'm the star of my movie you know like the same way you're the star of your movie sure. and like in combination with how i said the all these different little events and dots coming together in order to reach this point and for me to be in that spot at that time to realize what i'm realizing like it's a special thing and it kind of yeah. like brings this like um 
confidence or lack of care about what everyone else like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do me and like to be unapologetically myself and that's how i kind of now describe this shit when i'm explaining because it's hard to explain this podcast to people because man i've had 12 year nfl veterans on i've had a comedian on the last guest i had on was a former pastor of 10 years that i met in portugal american guy um i've had now a one of my homies from high school who's like now kind of big game twitch gamer you know like I don't have a niche. I don't have a demographic. Mm. Like I just try and get motherfuckers on that are themselves and like have damn, maybe realized I'm coming to these ideas now, like realize that they're the star of their mm. movie, you yeah. know? And like, it's, so it's cool to hear that, you know, like, because that sounds very oddly. I was in Venice beach with the Pacific ocean and, you know, like there's some weird little similarities there, you know, which like not trying to like hop on the coattails or anything, but no, dude, it's, it's fun. It's fun to hear that stuff. There, there are some like similarities between like, like a hallucinogenic trip and a lot of the wow moments that I've had in my life. Right. Cause it's, it's extenuating circumstances that are not normal. Right like uh, taking acid is not normal it shouldn't be something that you do often right 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 and and it just shifts your entire perspective just for a moment long enough that you can think about something from a different viewpoint and you get a aha moment from it yes and i think i think a lot of people have these moments um and do nothing with them and i I wasn't willing to do nothing with it. Well yeah. said. No, well said. And yeah, so I mean, you've done acid? No. No, no? I've done mushrooms, oh, but oh, not mushrooms. acid. Yeah. So I mean, I think I've only done mu- I so I've I don't not to like I need to fucking talk to the police or prove myself or whatever, but like I've the first time I ever did it, I think I did like three quarters of a tab and then I've done it a f- multiple times since then, but only in like a microdosing kind of avenue and then mm. shrooms just a little bit. But I think from a one from a mental side, it's incredibly, it can be incredibly beneficial. Like if mm. you're in the right space and then two, which I think in the future, we're going to learn a lot more about from a like performance enhancing thing of like playing sports, dude, it's the, it's something that I've never like, it's uncomparable to something Hmm. like just in terms of like, it gets this like body. I mean, you know, the body mind connection to a whole nother level where like I'm a quarterback. So I'm throwing the ball all the time. And it's like, I realized slowly long story short that after my first experience, like that next season, next off season, like I wanted the ball to go there. Hmm. The ball went 
there. You know, like it was, there was just very little like actual thought that needed to happen just of like being one with my body mm. that um, I'm like convinced that like Tom Brady and I'm, I'm really convinced that Aaron Rodgers was doing some microdosing this off season, the way that he talks about like his, I don't know if you're a football guy or not, but like he, he talks about his like renewed love for the game and like mm. his, just the way he talks and he's a California guy. I'm sure he smoked weed throughout it, but like there's a distinct change in how he talks about how he mm. views things that I think in like 20 years, we're going to be like, Oh, so, and I know some pro athletes now that have either practiced on psychedelics or like used them microdosing. I think in 20 years we'll be like, Oh, so these are like some ser like some beneficial things and more than just like dreadhead seeing colors kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a, there's almost like a, there's almost like a kind of a, an aspect of it that it like it almost like clears the tubes in your brain of all the muck for sure Ooh, and like that's makes a... things like move clearer and faster and everything is like actually connected properly yes yes yeah. no i mean that's I, like i said i'd i'd done the shrooms the one time and um like i was again it, the first time i did acid was venice beach drum circle with mm. it was like literally like the perfect atmosphere then the next week i went again with one of my buddies and did shroom and i'm not a big dancing kind of guy like uh, sure. very self-conscious about mm. that kind of stuff and for whatever reason like again not i don't know how much but very little shrooms but like enough that i just didn't have this like like the veil of subconscious worrying about others opinions had like totally dropped mm. and I'm fucking gigging, dancing, probably horribly. And, but I could at one point like feel people wanting to like be in my vibration and like mm. being in my area. And by the end of it, like it slowly kind of like disperses and the circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And by the end, like I'm one of the only guys dancing and it's only like eight people playing and random people are walking by watching and i realized like dude you were the star of the show you know mm -hmm. at, at one point and like that is not even though i like playing football in front of large crowds like i don't want to be dancing in front of large yeah. but like it played back to like yo you're the star bro you know and yeah, so don't worry about it it's the like you said it cleared out some muck it cleared out some stuff and there's I, I haven't gotten into it as much as I want yet, but I mean, there's some science behind what you just said too, hmm. of like the depression and addictions and stuff it helping out with that. Oh, yeah. Um, like there's, um, there's been some, some studies done on, on how psilocybin and MDMA uh, used in clinical settings can help uh, soldiers with PTSD get over some of the stuff that happened at war. For sure. Yeah. Right. There's, there's something, I don't know the exact terminology, but there's some receptor in our brain that essentially, I'm going to be real general, causes depression. And sure. um, when, it, when we are depressed, it is because this receptor is 
not functioning at a proper level or whatever. Sure. And when we take when people take antidepressants, that receptor essentially just gets shut off. Yeah. And when you do psilocybin, it like repairs that receptor in a way that other things can't really i mean i maybe maybe other things can i don't but from what i read like it does it helps to anti-depress you in a completely in the non-shut-off way that yeah antidepressants do depressants do yeah okay i see what you're saying um you know assuming that that's true i don't know if it is or not but assuming that that's true I I wish that places like the United States or Canada or whatever would take, you know, these these uh, hallucinogenics more seriously in regards to clinical treatment. Um, also, just to be clear, I'm gonna have to get off in about ten minutes. Okay, cool. I, have, yeah, I, I was have, gonna say I I knew you initially said I got an hour and we're at two uh, over two. So yeah, uh, no, dude, you're you're good. I cleared my morning actually. So like. But uh, lunchtime rolls around, I got to eat. And then I have a production meeting for like four hours doing some recording and stuff. So, oh, sick, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay, cool. Like, um, shoot, because I, I event, I did want to talk about, I mean, I didn't, this is one of, actually, I've done one other like semi, I mean, this is random as can be. I've done yes. only one other one that I only knew the guy through Twitter but we'd followed sure. each other for maybe like four or five years and like gone back and forth message, you know, throughout the years. Mm. And so me and him went for like two hours, but normally when I don't really know the person, an hour is kind of tough. And mm. for us to just be like, shit, I'm sorry. I, I got to cut it short at two twenty. you know, is, is, <laughs> is a really yeah. good sign, you know, yeah, like, it's a very good sign. That's yeah. Awesome. And so we'll have to, we'll have to do a second one for sure. Cause like, I also, one of the, one of the things that really interested me was like the theology side of things, but I oh, don't yeah. even really, I don't think we should get into it yet because oh, let's not, yeah. Let's not open up that box. Cause that's another two hours for that's sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, if, if there's a 10 minute time limit, then uh yeah because i think and that's that's what's crazy is i almost like i don't write too many notes at this point anymore like i just want to flow and but the most notes or most little things i had written was about theology and religion and so for us not to even get there in two hours is like fucking awesome man like that's really cool (laughs) dude i like that it it means uh it shows that we uh we vibe pretty good for sure for yeah. sure. And no, I'd like, I like mean, I I'm more than happy to come back on. That's not a problem for me. Okay, cool. Well, okay, let's finish then. We only got the 10 minute time limit kind of of sure. like give me the rundown with like Twitch and what you're doing with that cuz that's something I'd like to get into. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Okay. Um so I realize that TikTok is a ticking time bomb where eventually one day it will become irrelevant and stupid. Yeah. Um, that became like very Instagram. real to me. <laughs> yes. That became very real to me when Donald Trump was trying to kill it. And I was like, oh my God, my entire life is on TikTok now. Um, so I'm trying to move people off platform um, because I want to do, so I want to have TikTok, I want to have the music, and I want to have Twitch as three different ways of doing uh, content. So okay. music is obvious. TikTok is just kind of funny little things, one minute clips, whatever. And then Twitch, I'm doing um, podcasts live Friday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, 
with random guests, friends of mine, whatever. And it's just audience can ask me questions and I'll just, we'll just friggin' answer them. Like, Oh, dope. Bro. Right? That's again, weird little similarity. I started this at 8 PM my time Friday night. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I'm trying to do with it. And I just, you know, I'm trying to get people to, I, cause I've had hundreds of comments and DMS and just people hitting me up being like, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this? Will you make a podcast? Is there a long form version? Are you planning on making YouTube videos, doing educational things? Like, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. And I'll be honest, I have no interest in making educational YouTube videos, right? I have no interest in doing like a proper podcast that goes on Spotify with like a little intro music and well edited and stuff. But what I'm happy to do is have friends on, uh, on a Friday night who I know are educated and, and nuanced and smart, right. Or like people like yourself who have interesting ideas, who I know aren't going to just be like, like 17 year old idiots that are like, well, communism is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and like CNN talking points and yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I just, just chat. Just answer questions, debate a little bit, con conversate, make jokes, play some Minecraft, right? Okay. And just hang out. And they're, like, when you say you're having your friends on, they're in person, or you can do it via, like, Zoom like this, or how are you doing that? I'm just literally asking so I can do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're good. Uh, so how I'm doing it is uh, I'm going to be playing, like, a game. So I'll be playing Minecraft tonight, right? Uh, just live just normal twitch obs or whatever okay. um and i i'll have them in on a discord call okay so like the audio from discord will go through the stream so like people can hear them talk and they can see me and hear me talk while i'm also playing the game okay ah yeah. so their but their video or one of whatever won't be on your screen no Okay. No, we've 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 talked about doing this. So there's a there's a way that you can have multiple people on one screen through Skype, and then you can stream it. So it'll be like four corners on the screen, and each person, and then you can stream that. And we've talked about doing that, but at the moment, we're just gonna go with this because it's it's easy, and you know, at the moment, it's just me branding myself. So I yeah. don't need to have other people be seen. It's just people can just ask questions and listen and hang out. For sure, yeah, and I mean the. I mean, it sounds like the, the Minecraft play is taking up most of the screen. You're just a, the smaller screen, yeah? Yeah, and like the yeah. Minecraft play is just there for people to like, it's something to watch. And it's like, and yeah. it might also have funny moments, right? Because like, you know, if we're like in the middle of debating about like, you know, the Russian revolution, and then all of a sudden we get attacked by a bunch of skeletons and we're all just freaking out and then we die. And <laughs> and it's like, oh, what? what were we talking about again? And like, you know what I mean? Yeah, just more yeah, entertaining yeah. that way. Yeah, it brings some like fun to something serious or you know like yeah. a nice little combination of the two. Okay, cool. So Discord. All right. That's Well then, uh, I mean, what's your Twitch name? Like plug yourself. I mean, I know oh. the, plug yourself. Do the plug right now cuz Do the plug right at I've, the end. Dude, thing. I've been finally like paying attention to analytics and stuff. Yeah. Because in the beginning of YouTube I've battled with like, I'm not a YouTube, I don't want to be a YouTuber kind of thing. And then I had a like vlog series from when I was in Nepal that like, for me blew up, like went from mm. 200 subscribers to 2,500, like wow. in a week. And awesome. yeah. And so now I'm kind of like, I'm, 
I'm now losing subscribers because I'm more doing podcast content, but I'm, then I'm gaining, you know, it's like a kind of even out thing, but I finally just started looking into analytics. And so I'm all, I'm saying this cause like at the two hour mark, although we're going to, you'll get some good traffic from your P cause people like you. I mean, you got some good people, you know, and, yeah. but I I've been at like 20% by the end of videos normally. And so yeah. I've, I've, I should have done the plug. I, maybe I'll do the, in, I don't know, but plug it I away, bro. Sorry. I I, yeah. I'm not bothered by that. Yeah. Um, also as a total side note, before I plug myself, you can yeah. stream straight to YouTube. So if you want to have all your content on one place, instead of it being on Twitch, you can just stream to YouTube. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of getting into the like Twitch sphere because okay. yeah, the dude I talked to on Wednesday, my buddy who's like in the gaming world and, but mm. he's also like, like first he killed it on TikTok, and then moved over like started streaming i mean he's also like a really incredibly smart dude social media wise mm. and but also incredibly authentic and like the twitch like you i want to i want to get the branches out of not cool. just youtube not just because every now and then youtube will either demonetize something or fucking take it off so like i don't want to have all eggs in one basket smart okay cool um and then the plug thing uh if you want to see me on twitch it's www.twitch.tv slash i am robin skies so just okay. look up i am robin skies on twitch um instagram tick uh instagram tiktok and twitter it's the same handle at i am robin skies the thing that's most important to me is go stream my fucking music that's yeah. what matters to me uh, and I mean that non-aggressively to your audience. I love you guys. Um, but I uh, <laughs> like Robin Skies on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, whatever. Whatever has streaming, Bandcamp. How would, you, how would you describe your music? Because like I said, I gave it a really shitty, you know, like since like I, I, <laughs> you take these samples that aren't, you know, like how yeah. do you describe it? Uh, if you like, if you like, um, if you like pop music, if you like down tempo music, if you like emo or indie, you'll like what I make. Um, if you want comparative artists, uh, I I've been told that I sound like James Blake. I've been told that I sound like Joji. I've been told that I sound like Bon Iver. I've been told that I sound like those people, and I think that is a fairly accurate representation, just mixed in with all like some emo and some early two thousands kind of rock music. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. James Blake. I mean, I got a. I'm going to now. I'll I'll get the discography or whatever the full full playlist on. I have like a 30 minute walk to this place I get lunch every day, and so nice. normally I'm I'm podcasting, but I'll I'll throw you on there next time Thank just you. to appreciate you to to do that because I'm curious, man. It's 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 not every day I get to truck, and I mean this in the utmost respective way, respectful way. I don't get to talk with a real life trailer park boy ever, you know, like, <laughs> dude, there's like, like I said, that one just like tripped me out to, yeah, it's cool. Hey, and, you know, if I, if I ever blow up enough in Canada that I have, I have access to the tra actual trailer park boys, I will, I will get them on this podcast. Dude, I promise you that that's a promise. If I ever, dude. ever have actual access to them, I'll be like, yo, my buddy, Joey, right. <laughs> talk to him. He loves yeah. you guys. Bro, that would be so crazy. And I mean, if 
like I don't know how I can say the same thing the other way, but the same yeah. thing the other way. You know, like because... hey, if you ever end up in this podcast sphere where you're you are friends with like Joe Rogan or something. <laughs> Get me on his freaking podcast. I want to talk to that guy. For sure. Thing, yeah, for the, sure. Especially no, I mean, considering how much theology stuff he says. And I'm like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, we got to have a part two for sure. I, like, I, I'm not super educated or I've never grown up religious. But like, yeah. it always interests me. Just the idea of beliefs and those kind of things. So, no, it's, dude, the fact it may, maybe it sounds crazy to some but the fact that like we're talking about it in like a when slash if it happens is the first step yeah you know yeah I mean? not like i've thought about that before man like i've said like oh like when like man i'll never i'll never hit this number and then one day i was like you know what i'm gonna hit this number and i did totally no it, yeah. it, and it all like I mean, we'll, we'll get into that on the next one. It all starts here, man. Like, yeah. and, and kind of whatever you believe it's true yeah. in a way, you know, yeah, I, for I, you. The, the whole manifestation thing is hard. Cause I don't think you can actually manifest something. Right. But it's, it is in the sense of like, if, if you think negatively about yourself and about your situation and your surroundings, your surrounding situation, et cetera, will be negative. And if you think positively, uh, you will, you will maybe have negative things happen to you, but you'll have a positive outlook and perspective and you'll be able to make lemonade out of lemons kind of For thing. sure. And, and ultimately yeah. the, the bad stuff won't get you like now I see it like, okay, something bad happens to me. I mean, I I'm getting to a point now where, you know, throughout the path, like yeah. no matter what the fuck happens, like I'm going to be all right. I'm going to get yeah. through it. You know, like I know that it's, it's got that next thing in line for me, even if it's not what I can see. And mm. so you get into that mindset, shit gets real crazy and maybe it doesn't blow up, but we had a lot of fucking fun for this two and a half hours already. You know, yeah. like it was a good day already. You this know, it's not a waste of a conversation not at all, all. You know, yeah. And, and a, a French, it's yeah. Well, now we're like yeah. growing out. So yeah. Yeah. I got you. I'd consider you a friend. Let's yeah. Go. No yeah. doubt, man. Thank you. I need a friend. You're welcome. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual. But no. <laughs> and shit, that's a weird thing. You're only, because yeah, you're only three hours from where I'm from. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Wild really weird yeah but shit all right man i'll let you go and go kill that session i will and you know we'll we'll be in touch okay all, all right. right cool man much awesome. love appreciate you man cool appreciate you too buddy take care talk to you soon see ya living for a living baby how you doing <laughs>